Judges chapter 13 and beginning with verse number 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but ye shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, ye shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto the Lord from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Look at verse number 5. For behold, ye shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be called a Nazarite to God from the womb. He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Amen. Today, just for a few moments, I want to preach on the thought, the source of Samson's power. The source of Samson's power. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, through the power of the Spirit. We thank you that your word is true. We, we pray, Father, that as I speak your word, that these people would not see me, but they would see me behind the cross. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint my ears to hear your word, that I would hear your voice this morning, that you anoint my mouth, that I would speak your word with clarity and boldness and with the anointing. And I pray for those that hear me this morning, that their hearts may be open to receive what you have for them this morning. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. The source of Samson's power. Would you say that with me this morning? The source of Samson's power. Shout it real loud. The source of Samson's power. We come to a story this morning that we're all familiar with. We've heard this story over and over. And uh, there are many different ways to preach this. There's many different angles to preach this. I could preach on Delilah this morning. That's not my angle this morning. That's not what I want to look at. I want to look at this story. And I want to ask you the question this morning, where did Samson get his power from? Where did Samson get his power from? Now the Bible records to us in Judges chapter 13, the scripture that I just read to you, verses 3 through 5, that the angel of the Lord came unto his mother and said to his mother that you are to be careful in your pregnancy. You are to make sure that you don't eat anything unclean because you're going to have a baby. And this baby is going to be a Nazarite. This baby is going to deliver the children of God out of the hand of the enemy. This baby is called to do a particular purpose. This baby has the hand of God upon it. And I want you to see here that Samson was born with a call of God on his life. He was born with a destiny and he was born with a purpose. And that purpose was to deliver Israel out of the hand of their enemy, which was the Philistines. And God specifically said, or the angel specifically told this woman, which is Samson's mother, told her that this child is going to be a Nazarite. Somebody say a Nazarite. Now, for the sake of time, I don't have time to read all the scriptures, but I want you to be reminded that in Numbers chapter 6, it gives us a description of what a Nazarite is and the vow that a Nazarite had to hold. A Nazarite had to do three things. Number one, a Nazarite could not touch a dead body. A Nazarite could not drink alcohol, and a Nazarite could not cut their hair. This description is recorded in Numbers chapter 6. So when the angel came unto this woman and said, you're going to have a baby, 
and this baby is going to be a Nazarite, Samson's mother already knew, according to the law, what a Nazarite was supposed to do. A Nazarite could not touch a dead body. A Nazarite could not drink alcohol, and they could not cut their hair. She was familiar with that because it was located already in the law of Moses in Numbers chapter 6. It's already there. So God's hand was upon this child. God's purpose was upon this child. This man had a purpose, and that purpose was to deliver God's people out of the hand of their enemy. Now, although Samson had a purpose, although Samson had a destiny, although Samson was called of God, although Samson had a covenant with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, Samson also had some weaknesses. Samson also had some struggles. And for the sake of time, I can't read all of his problems to you, but I do want to notice a weakness that Samson had in his life. If you will see in Judges chapter 14, Judges chapter 14 and verse number, verse number 2 or verse number 1. Judges chapter 14, verse number 1, Samson went down and saw a woman, one of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, See, I have found a woman, and she's from the daughter of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me as a wife. Now we know that in the law, God required his people not to intermarry, intermarry with their enemies. Now this is a problem because Samson purpose was to deliver God's people out of the hand of the Philistines, and yet he wants to marry one of the daughters of the Philistines. That don't make sense to me. God's purpose was for Samson to deliver God's people out of the hand of the Philistines, and yet according to Judges 14 verse 1 and 2, he wants to marry one of them. You see, Samson was starting to play with the enemy. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Anytime you start to play with the enemy, you're going to get hurt and you're going to get burnt. God's purpose, and I want to make sure you get this, his purpose was to deliver God's people, Israel, out of the hand of the Philistines, and yet Samson wants to marry one of them. You see, that, that's contradiction according to what God wanted to do. Not only did he want to marry one of the daughters of the Philistines, but the Bible says in Judges 16 verse 1, Look what he does. Judges 16, verse 1. Judges 16, verse 1. We're talking about Samson's weakness here. Judges chapter 16, verse number 1. Now Samson went down to Gaza and saw a harlot there, and he went into her. So now not only was he messing around with somebody else in chapter 14, now he's messing around with a harlot. Samson had a weakness. Samson had a weakness. Now you go to Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16. And you'll see that her name is Delilah. Somebody say Delilah. Now this is what I want you to see about Delilah. Delilah is a character. Now as I read this story, I couldn't help but to laugh, David Yates, because it's, it's really interesting. Because here, Samson and Delilah, they get hooked up here. And the very first thing that Delilah, this harlot, this woman of the world, says unto Samson... This is what she says to Samson. Look at it. Judges chapter 16 and verse number 6. Judges chapter 16 and verse number 6. Judges 16 verse 6. And I want you to see the first words that Delilah says unto Samson. Get this. This is the first thing she says to him. Judges 16 verse 6. It will be behind me. Judges 16 verse 6. Look at verse 6. So Delilah said to Samson, 
please tell me where is your great strength lies? And what may we and what may you be bound with so that I could afflict you? And Samson said to her, Well, if you bind me with seven fresh uh, bowstrings, not yet dried, then I shall become weak and I shall become like other men. So the very first thing that this woman says to him in verse number six, she says, she says, uh, uh, tell me, what can I do to bind you up and afflict you? Now, I don't know about you, and I'm not the smartest man in the world, but if a woman comes to me and says, listen, I want to afflict you, can somebody just help the preacher out? I mean, she says, I want to afflict you, and I want to bind you up. And here Samson is laying around, just, you know, oh, she's beautiful. Oh, baby, ain't nobody like you. You're the best thing that happened. You're the cream in my coffee. You know, Samson was so enticed by his feelings that he overlooked the fact that the woman was untrustworthy. Did you hear me? Sometimes we can... Listen, listen to me. Sometimes we can be so engulfed by our feelings that we ignore the facts. And Samson here is playing with the devil. He's laying his head in the lap of Delilah. And the first thing that Delilah wants to know, hey, hey, how can I afflict you? How can I bind you up? What is the strength of your power? Now, you know, if you read the story, she was, she was only the puppet for the Philistines. The Philistines paid her to find out what is the strength of Samson's great power. So she's only a puppet for the Philistines. They paid her to find out what is the strength of his great power. And so she's like, you know, if I could just bind you up, if I can just afflict you. And Samson knew she was no good. Samson knew she was untrustworthy. And yet Samson laid in her lap because sometimes our feelings will overpower what we truly know what to do. How many's ever had that gut feeling inside of you that you knew you were supposed to do something, but you went on your feelings anyway and didn't go with your heart? Can I hear an amen? And Samson here, Samson knows this woman is no good. He knows she's no good. Now look at verse number seven. He says, Samson said to her, if you bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, he's not even telling the truth, is he? He's just playing around with her, and Delilah is getting upset. Now, according to verse number 7, she says, Samson, what is the secret of your power? And we know that Samson later said, well, it is found in my hair. Look at verse number 10, Judges 16, verse 10. Then Delilah said to Samson, look. Now, now look what she's doing. Look, you've mocked me these three times. Now, please tell me what I may bind you with. How many knows this joker is no good? Here she is telling Samson again, tell me what I can bind you with, and Samson is still laying in her lap. Come on, somebody. Come on. How many's ever met somebody and you knew they shouldn't be in that relationship, but they stayed in that relationship anyway? Come on, somebody. Here, he's staying in this relationship. Look at verse number 11. So we said to her, well, if you bind me with new ropes that's never been used before, then I'll become weak. Now, Samson is just playing along with her. He's just playing along with her. How many knows if you play with the devil, you're going to get hurt? Come on, somebody. He's playing around. And then look at verse 13. Verse 13, Delilah said to Samson, Judges 16, verse 13, Delilah said to Samson, until now you've mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may be bound with. And he said to her, 
If you weave my hair, hair in seven locks, I'll become like other men. So guess what? He's just playing along with her. He's just going on. He's playing along with her. But then I want you to see what happens here. I want you to see in verse number 16, and it came to pass. Verse number 16, Judges 16, verse 16. And it came to pass that what did she do? She pestered him daily with her words and pressed upon him that his soul, that her soul was vexed to death. Let me tell you something. The way that she got to his heart was that she was consistent. The way that she got to his heart was that she pestered him with her words. She was a nagging woman. you got to be careful with nagging women. Nagging women usually get what they want. You know why nagging women get what they want? Because they never, they keep going and going and going. Come on, somebody, come on, somebody. Come on, just wink at me like you're preaching real good right there. She kept pestering him. Tell me, what is the secret of your power? So she pressed him, and the Bible says, how many knows we don't got no nagging women up in here? Come on, somebody. We got godly women. Can, can I just preach here? I've met some nagging men. Can I hear amen? <laughs> All the women say amen. So anyway, I'll just go, and I won't meddle anymore. So she, she pressed upon him, and the Bible says his soul was vexed to death. In other words, Samson said, forget it. You're irritating me, woman. I'm just going to tell you what the secret of my power is. And guess what he does? Samson says, verse 17, look at this. And he told her all of his heart. Let me stop here and say this. You've got to be careful who you tell all your heart to. You better be careful who you open up to. And he told all of his heart, and he said to her, No razor has come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. And if you shave... My hair, my strength will leave me and I'll become weak like other men. And so what does Delilah do? Verse number 19. She already knows the secret. This woman already knows the secret. Verse number 19. Verse number 19. What does she do? She began to sing him to sleep. A little lullaby. She already found the secret. So she just sat there and stroked his hair and sung him to sleep. And of course you know the story. She shaved off his hair. Now, I've read this story, and I thought to myself, I don't know if I could be laying in the lap of a woman, and she shaves all my hair off in the middle of the night, and I not notice it. Come on, somebody. I, can, can somebody wave your hand and say that's a good... How did not Samson know that this joker was shaving off all of his head in the night? Because sometimes we are so... We are so engulfed by our feelings that we ignore the warning signs. We ignore them. He was in love with this harlot. He knew she was no good. He knew she was untrustworthy. He knew that, but his feelings overrode the facts. Now, verse number 20 is what I want you to see. Verse number 20 and she said, the Philistines, she said to him, the Philistines are on you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out like before, like other times, and shake myself. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. And as I begin to read that this week, I begin to ask myself again, what was the secret of his power? Now, if you look at this from face value, it automatically seems his hair 
is the source of his power. Because after his hair was shaven, he got up and he was weak like other men. He couldn't fight off the Philistines. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in verse 21, the Philistines took him and they bound him up and they put him in prison and gouged out his eyes. How many knows that's what sin will do to you? Sin will bind you up. Sin will make you blind. And, and that's not what I want you to focus on. But what I want you to see here was that the Bible says that after his hair was shaven, the Lord had departed from him and he knew not that God had departed from him. And I begin to ask myself, was his hair the strength of his power? Why did the scripture say the Lord had left him? If, if his hair was his strength, then does it matter if the Lord was with him or the Lord had departed from him because his hair is his strength? What makes the difference if God is with you and God is not with you if your power is found in your hair? I've got to ask you a question this morning. What is the source of Samson's power? Now, if you go back, so if you go to the end of the story, I want you to see a phrase that Samson uses. Judges chapter 16 and verse number 28. Judges 16, verse 28. And I want you to see the word that Samson uses here. Verse 28. Then Samson called to the Lord saying, Oh, my Lord. Now, this is after Samson's in prison. His eyes is out. The Philistines have bind him up. The Delilah has deceived him. And now he is between two pillars. And I want you to see what Samson begins to say here. Samson said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, remember me, I pray, and strengthen me. I pray this one more time that I may take a blow of the vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on the right and one on the left. So you see what Samson's beginning to do. His eyes is out. He, he, he's bound up, and now he's made a spectacle in front of his enemy. And the Bible says, Samson began to pray, Lord, strengthen me. Now let me say this. If his strength was found in his hair, he wouldn't have need to pray, Lord, strengthen me. But what I'm proposing to you this morning, church, is that his strength was not found in his hair. His strength was found in God. His strength was found in his relationship with God. And the moment that his heart started veering from God is the moment that God took his spirit from him. Now, let me back this up with Scripture this morning. I want you to go to, let me back it up. How do I know that God was the strength of Samson's power and not necessarily his hair? Because the Bible says in Judges 13, Judges 13 verse 24, Judges 13 verse number 24, I want you to see that his strength wasn't necessarily found in his hair, but his strength was found in his relationship with God. Genesis, I mean, excuse me, Judges chapter 13, Judges 13 verse 24 so this woman bore a son and called his name Samson. The child grew and he was blessed and the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. The very first scripture that you see of Samson is God moving upon Samson. That's the very first scripture. Before that, you see the angel speaking to his mother. But the very first scripture you see of Samson is God moving upon Samson. God began to move up on Samson. Now I want you to go to Judges 14, verse 6. Judges chapter 14, verse 6. Judges chapter 14 and verse number 6. 
And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore apart the lion as one who have tore apart the young goat, though he had nothing in his hand, and he didn't tell his mother and father what he has done. So you see, you not only do you see in chapter 13 was, you see in chapter 13 God moving up on Samson, but chapter 14, you see God mightily moving up on Samson to the point where he was able to take his bare hands and pull a lion apart. He didn't even have nothing in his hand, but the power of God was so strong upon Samson, he had the ability to use his bare hands and pull a lion apart. The Bible says in verse number 6 that he didn't even have anything in his hand. In other words... Don't lose me. In other words, he didn't have a weapon in his hand. He didn't use anything in his hand to kill the lion. He killed the lion with his bare hands because God was moving mightily upon Samson. Can I say this? Can I just preach here? Can I first something on the text? <laughs> Keep that scripture there. The Lord, I was just studying, and the Lord spoke this to me. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. He tore the lion apart like he tore the young goat apart, though he had nothing in his hand. And as I was studying this, this is off script, but since it's so good, since the Lord spoke it to me, I want to tell you, the Lord said to me, son, he said, you can fight the battles that I have placed in your life because I am working in you and through you. You won't even have to use anything in your hand to fight the battle. I'm going to fight the battle through you. The Spirit of God will be upon you. You don't need anything in your hand to fight it. Did you hear me? And sometimes what happens in our life, oh, I felt the Holy Ghost. What happens in our life is that we want to use weapons to try to fight our own battles. And God says, no, 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 you let me move upon you. You let me use you. And you won't even have to use anything to fight your own battle. Now, hold on, hold on. This is off script, but I just want to preach it. Because look at verse number, look at verse number seven. Uh, Judges 14, verse 7. After he didn't use anything in his hand, he went down, talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. How many knows that God can still use you even when you're still living in sin? But it's not going to last forever. Verse number 8. After some time, look, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, a swarm of bees and honey was in the carcass of the lion, and he took and he took some of it in his hands and went along eating it. Isn't that interesting that he had some honey as a result of a battle that he had fought? If you will let God fight your battle without you using your hands, God will make sure you can eat the honey. Did you hear me? There is sweetness that can come from your battle if you let God fight it. If you let God fight it, sweetness will always come as a result of your battle. Now, I want you to see here that Samson, Samson verse, verse, chapter 14, verse 6, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So we see the Spirit of the Lord upon him. Then I want you to go to verse number 19, Judges 14, verse 19. Judges chapter 14, verse 19. Now look at this third scripture. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. That this is the third scripture in three chapters that indicate to us that God 
his spirit was coming upon Samson. Chapter 13, verse 24, God was moving upon him. Chapter 14, verse 6, the spirit of the Lord was coming upon him. Chapter 14, verse 19, the spirit of the Lord was moving upon him. And look at chapter 15, verse 14. Chapter 15 and verse number 14. The Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Look at it. The Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. You have not only chapter 13, verse 24, not only chapter 14, verse 6, not only chapter 14, verse 19, but this one, chapter 15, verse 14, says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And even, even the ropes that was tied around him was like flax. He could easily break it. He was strong. So what are you saying, preacher? I am saying that his strength did not come from his hair. His strength came from God. I'm going to say that again. His strength did not come from his hair. His strength came from God. It is no wonder Paul said, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. My hair is not my strength. My job is not my strength. My husband is not my strength. My kids is not my strength. My church is not my strength. I find strength in my relationship with Almighty God. His strength was found in God. And if you find your strength in things, you'll be surely disappointed. Now, Samson began to compromise. Just because you're called and anointed doesn't mean you don't have weaknesses. Samson began to compromise. Now, hold on with me, because I'm doing a little bit inferring here, but most commentaries, most, would agree with this, what I'm about to show you. That Samson already compromised his covenant with God. How do I know? Because verse number 9, don't lose me, Judges 14 verse 9, he put his hands in a dead carcass. He already touched a dead thing. What was the vow of a Nazarite? You can't touch what? You can't drink alcohol and you can't cut your hair. Those were the three things that Samson had to watch. That was a symbol and a covenant that he had with God. The very first thing that starts to happen here in verse Judges chapter 14 and verse number 9 is that he put his hands in a carcass. Look at it. Verse number 9. He took some of the honey that was in his hands. How did he get the honey? Well, according to the verse before that, verse 8, after some time when he returned to get her, he turned aside and saw a carcass of a lion. And there's bees around. He put his hands in it. He already touched a dead thing. He already broke vow number one. And then we can assume, I'm not sure about this, but we can assume because it was their culture in Judges chapter 14, verse 17. Look at verse 17. Verse 17. Let me just ask you this question. Verse 17. Verse 17. Judges 14, verse 17. Look at this. Now, she had wept on him the seven days while their feast lasted. Samson was getting married and they had a seven-day celebration and they were feasting. Could it be it was a part of the Jewish custom to drink wine when you feast? Could it be 
that maybe he compromised his relationship with God by disobeying the commandment to drink alcohol because he was feasting. I'm not sure. But let's look at it. If he touched a dead carcass, if he drank alcohol, he was already compromising his relationship with God way before Delilah ever cut his hair. So what are you saying, preacher? I am saying this, that the hair was just a symbol of the condition of his heart. Why? Because, how do I know that? Remember when Samson had his hands between the two pillars? He said, Lord, strengthen me. This one time I pray, and guess what the Bible says? And his hair began to grow again. Because when his heart got right, and he realized his strength came from God, then the sign of the covenant began to appear again. His strength was never found in his hair. His strength was always found in God. Did you hear me? The hair was just a symbol of the covenant that he had. His heart was already being defiled way before Delilah ever took a razor to his head. How many has ever seen great preachers fall from grace? And you think, well, that happened quick. Oh, brothers and sisters, it didn't happen quick. There was some unresolved things they were dealing with. They didn't get victory over it, and it just came to a head. Samson's strength just didn't leave because his hair was cut off. He was already compromising the commandments of God. And therefore, when his hair was cut, the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him, and he knew not that God had departed. Because all along, his strength was found in God and not his hair. Now, hold on. Why is this important? Are y'all ready for this? Why is this important? He put what he thought was his, don't lose me, get this. He put what he thought was his strength in a place where people had access to. Did y'all just get that? He put what he thought was his strength in a place where people had access to. I'm going to say that again. He put what he thought was his strength in a place where people had access to. In other words, you've got to be careful of finding your strength in somebody or something that people have access to. Because when people know that your strength is found in somebody or something, they will come along and cut your strength. But if your strength is found in God, can't nobody cut your hair. Can't nobody take your strength. Can't nobody... Woo! Can nobody take it? You see, if he would have told Delilah, if he would have told Delilah, baby, my strength is found in God, there would have been nothing Delilah could have done to stop this mighty man of God. The problem with us is that many of us put your strength in your job, in your relationships, and you're so tied up with the things of this world that you fall apart when you lose something. 
Do you know what? Your strength is found in the things that you can see and touch, smell. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a proven picture this morning that if you put your strength in things of this world, then that gives people the ability to access it. And if people can access the source of your strength, they can cut your strength. But if you put your strength in God, there can, <laughs> nobody can cut your strength. Heaven can't cut it. Hell can't cut it. Death can't cut it. People can't cut it. Religion can't cut it. You put your strength in God. Hallelujah. Somebody wave your hand and say, thank you, God. Oh, somebody say, blessed be the name of God. He put his strength in a place where people had access to it. Be careful of finding your strength in something that people can have access to. Because when they know that your strength is found in something, people will cut it and your life will fall apart. But if Samson would have told Delilah, my strength is not found in whether I drink alcohol or not. It's not found in my hair or whether I touch a dead body. Those are just outward things of what God is doing on the inside of me. We come to the end part of this story in verse number 28. Chapter, verse number 28. Judges 16, verse 28. At the end of the story, Samson called to God, called unto the Lord. He said, oh Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this one more time. Oh God, that I might take blow, take one blow, take vengeance on the Philistines with my two eyes. And Samson took a hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on the right and one on the left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all of his might. And the temple fell on the lords and the people who were on it. So that the dead who was killed in his death was more than he killed in his life. When you realize that your strength is found in God, you will do more in your life than you could ever imagine if you can realize your strength comes from God and not things. See, Samson won a great victory. Samson won a great victory because he acknowledged that God was his strength. And because he acknowledged God was his strength, he did more. Ladies and gentlemen, you can do more if you acknowledge that God is your strength. I'm going to say that again. You can do more if you can acknowledge God is my strength. Samson did more because he acknowledged that God was his strength. I, I'm sorry I get too excited and I'm sweating this morning. I'm preaching hard because I feel the anointing. And i got a word to tell you that some of you need to get your priorities straight and quit, be, quit having your strength found in people and things and the things of this world and get your life right, aligned back up with the word that your strength and your hope and your redemption is found in Christ alone. People will fail you. Churches will fail you. I will fail you. 
Put your strength in me. I'll fail you. Put your strength in Christ. What are you saying, preacher? Be careful. Be careful of finding your strength in something that people have access to. Because if your strength is found in those things, people can take your strength. That's why the prophet said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The prophet said, I'm tired. I'm trying to build this wall. I'm trying to build the temple. Couldn't get nobody to help me build this temple. I'm not going to let people take my strength for my strength is found in the joy of the Lord. Where's your strength at this morning? Is it in somebody? Is it in a thing? Is it in your money? That quickly can be pulled right out under your feet. Experience a layoff. Is it found in a person? Let them leave you. Where's your strength found? People come and people go. Jobs come, jobs go. All of that's good and great and fine. We say happy if we got it. Amen? Makes life good. But my question is, is you can't find your strength and your hope in those things. You've got to find it. Christ. Samson. And we'll close with this. Samson's problem was this. The reason, hold on, the reason he went down to the harlot and the reason that he went to Delilah and the reason that he disobeyed his parents and said, I'm going to marry a Philistine anyway, the reason for all that is because Samson thought, I can do all this because my strength is found in my hair and it's not found in my relationship with God. So he kept on living the life he wanted to live because he thought my strength and my ability is found in what I have. God had to strip Samson to let him know, Samson, it was never your hair anyway. You forgot me in the process. What is the source of Samson's power? It was God. 